This week, we'll talk about how fondue forks can help your sex life and address a Christian woman's question about butt sex. Stay tuned for that. Welcome to Leather and Love, a podcast devoted to the intersection between kink and other parts of your life. On this show, we demystify the kink world by talking about the ways in which kink and the mainstream can coexist. I'm Miss Aurora. And I'm Miss Teresa. Leather and Love. Well, who the hell are we? Uh, Well, we are the co-creators of a digital series called Incredible Girl, which is a show that follows a woman's journey through BDSM, alternative relationships, and how she can balance those with her Christian values. But really, who are we? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Well, we're two women and brands and collaborators living in LA who have different personal experience with BDSM and who have continued interest in exploring what the BDSM world has to offer. And we figure that if we want to explore, chances are some of you do too. So we'll share news, events, and other insights and resources from the world of kink. So whether you're already living a kinky lifestyle or you're simply curious, we are here for you. This week in pervertibles. Wait, 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 hold on. Um, If you're going to start throwing around words like pervertibles, you should probably tell them what a pervertible is. Okay, okay. So a pervertible is a household item you can turn into a kink toy like a fondue fork. Wait, wait. So I'm supposed to, like, stick myself with a fondue fork and then dip myself in chocolate? Ooh. Yes, please. (laughs) No. So you're familiar with a Wartenberg pinwheel, right? Um, So a Wartenberg pinwheel is a a thing. It's a wheel with little spikes on it. And if you roll it over somebody's skin, like they often use it with people who are paralyzed to check and see if they have feeling in their legs or whatever the body part is that is paralyzed. Um, But you can use that during sensation play with your partner. Yeah, it kind of looks like a spur. Like you see cowboys wearing spurs or like kind of a pizza cutter, but it's not a blade. It's got like little tiny um, pinpricks yeah, sort of. on the end of it. Yeah. So anyway, fondue forks are in the vein of a Wartenberg pinwheel. Um, so if you haven't used a fondue fork, you stick a little chunk of something on the end and then you dip it in cheese, this b- hot bowl of cheese or a hot bowl of chocolate, and you eat it. And they're sharp. They're sharp as shit. And if you haven't had fondue, I highly recommend it. Dipping things into sauces is one of my favorite things in the world. Oh my God, yes. Yes, please. (laughs) So. But now, so how would you use a fondue fork as a pervertible? Right. Clearly, you're going to be the top in this situation. Um, And, uh, you know, a really fun thing to do is to blindfold your sub or your bottom, your person. Yes. Your creature. (laughs) (laughs) Woof. And, and have them not know what, what's coming at them, right? Because that's always a nice sensation surprise when you start there. So if you blind, blindfold your sub, you can use it to sort of like run over their their skin. And it'll feel like a knife at first. Yeah. But, and obviously you're not like going to come in all hard and like stabby with it. You know, start with a gentle grazing. You don't, you kind of don't want them to know what it is at first, but it's like they know something sharp is running over their skin, but they're kind of, they don't know what. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to take it further and you have consent, you could use it to poke little tiny holes in people's skin, Ugh, like perforating. But you know, that's up to you and your relationship with your sub. It, it is a poking object. It is like 
a little knife. So you can use it for that. You can use it for scratching. That always feels nice or intense, depending on how much pressure you use. And you can use it for other things too. So like, ah, so if you have a balloon, you what you do is you take the balloon, the inflated balloon, and you put it next to your sub's head and you pop it <laughs> with a fondue fork. Not right up into their eardrum, but you know, close enough that it's a, it's a surprise when it happens. You don't um, want to make somebody deaf while you are playing. That's not a good look. That's true. No, don't do that. So that's the dog continuing to scrape his, trying to get up. He's an old dog. Yes. And, you, you know, you can use it to poke in sensitive spots like butt cheeks, the scrotum, the feet, the breasts. I mean, anywhere, really. It, it can be really fun. If your sub or your partner is into feeling either intense sensations or more gentle sensations, depending on how hard they want to go or how deep they want to get into it, it's a nice thing because you have total control of it. So you have total control over how much pressure you're putting on somebody with this object. Plus, you, there's also a plastic or a wooden handle end on it. So you can use that for impact play if you wanted to wrap somebody over the knuckles. Or you could take that end and shove it up somebody's nostril and make them hold it there. <laughs> I know that's super weird. I mean, that's definitely for the humiliation fans out there. Yeah. Go to town. The only thing is be careful if you do that because if it falls out of their nostril, they have feet below their, their face. Yeah. So you don't want to impale their feet necessarily. Yeah. Unless they're into that sort of thing. Or maybe it's the if they have a big chest, it'll fall into their boobs or... The pecker package. Yeah, but that's part of the challenge. Like, that's a good, um, kind of more advanced, and it depends on on uh, what kind of nostril strength they have, I guess, and how big this handle is. But it's, or, you know, they can even hold it in their mouth, depending on, you know, they might be standing up, they might be lying down, they might not, that's true. you know. It, there's all sorts of challenges that you can challenge your sub with with this object and um again like all of this happens once you've already negotiated that it's going to happen we can't stress that enough like anything that we are talking about only happens with the complete consent and discussion in advance with the sub yeah let's talk a minute about consent yeah so anything that we do and this is this is kind of where i think an important intersection right now from the kink world and the the vanilla world or the mainstream world is the mainstream can take a lot away from kink in terms of talking about consent. And this is sort of a hot topic right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But it's one of the things that really struck me, I think, in the beginning was like, oh my gosh, everybody needs to talk this way. Everybody needs to negotiate and understand somebody's Hard limits and soft limits. Definitely. So for, for those of you who might be more on the vanilla spectrum, who who are just maybe dabbling in the world of kink for the first time, in the world of kink, generally when you're going, either when you're engaging publicly, like if you go to a dungeon or something uh, and you're going to like a play party, or if you're just, you have a, a partner that's expressed an interest in kink and it's more private in your own home, either way, you will have a discussion or a negotiation about the kinds of stuff you want to try. Aurora just mentioned hard limits and soft limits. So why don't we talk a little about that? Yeah, so um, hard limits are the things you absolutely will not do. Like somebody is like, nope, I am not having a fondue fork handle shoved up my nose. Yeah. Absolutely not. So you respect that. Yeah. You you know, you generally make some kind of a list. Like here's, here's stuff that I will never do. Here's stuff that I might 
try. Yeah. And here's stuff that it's like, green light, go to town. I'm so into it. I'm here for you. Let's do this. So the might try stuff is a soft limit stuff. It's sort of like check in, say, hey, you know, this is something I'd like to do. I have an interest. Do you have an interest tonight in doing this? So checking in and and seeing where your sub is at, where their head is at about this particular thing you might want to do. Yeah. And here's another important thing that relates to the world as it is now. Like, with consent, consent can be revoked at any time. So mm. even the, even if you've negotiated a scene in advance or some play, whatever you're doing, and in the middle, we should probably ex- explain the concept of a safe word just to make sure everybody's on the same page. A safe word, uh, you might have heard on, on TV or any anything that's talked about kink, is a word that someone has prepared in advance that... If they say this word, that means everything stops. That means whatever activity you're engaging in stops and they need to get out of it. It's a good rule. It is a good rule. And so that can happen at any time. So even if something's just started, even if, you know, they've already agreed to do something, at any point they have a right to be like, you know, on second thought I changed my mind. I'm not into it anymore. We'll talk more about this stuff as the podcast goes on, but we want to just be absolutely clear up front that... As we're talking about something, the caveat always is with the sub's consent. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else you want to say about the fondue fork before we move on? Only that I love the fondue fork. (laughs) That's all. And And I love the concept of pervertibles. Like, you don't have to spend a lot of money to do kink. You don't have to, like go to a, a, a shop, a specialty shop or whatever, you can find stuff around your house that you can use in a kinky way. And we'll definitely be getting more into that as the episodes go on. If you have any cool pervertibles that you've discovered, send them our way. You can email us at incrediblegirlseries at gmail.com or drop us a line on Facebook or Instagram and maybe we'll feature you on one of our podcasts. Absolutely. We definitely would love the more ideas, the better. Now, something we want to do on this podcast, too, is to answer questions. We would love to get questions from listeners, but we've also been combing the internet and kind of seeing what people are talking about out there. I found this really interesting Christian sex blog called To Love, Honor, and Vacuum, which as a feminist, this title kind of horrifies me. But I went there not to be horrified, but to kind of genuinely see what Christian women specifically were asking about sex since our digital series Incredible Girl focuses on a Christian woman who uh, is exploring this side of herself. Mm -hmm. So I found this blog and it it had like a list of the top 10 questions that uh, this particular blogger has been asked by Christian women when she's toured and all of that good stuff. And one of the questions really stood out to me. The question was, How can I discourage my husband from asking for anal sex all the time? I'm not doing it. And not is in all caps. I don't know if you if if you want to take this on first, Aurora, because I'm like I have thoughts, but uh. I mean there. So we have an issue of consent here, right? She. Mm -hmm. This is clearly a hard limit for her. Yep. How do you bring two people together who have different desires? Yeah. And conflicting desires at that. Um. And I think part of it is figuring out where your softer limits are, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. I might go and say, okay, well, he can he can kiss my booty. He cannot stick his dick up it right now. Yeah. <laughs> or he can, I don't know, maybe I'm okay with a finger up the booty, but I'm not okay with a dick up the booty. Yeah. Or, Those are two very different <laughs> sensations. Or maybe, you know, but sort of see, one, ask yourself, where can I meet him? Yeah. And then offer those things up. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a good place to start. Definitely. I mean, ultimately, 
it's all about communication, right? And that's going to come up a lot on this show and in the kink exploration that you might be doing. So definitely communicating what your limits are around that. Like Aurora said, is there the possibility of something less extreme, but that you'd be willing to compromise on? The other thing, too, is that a lot of times people make hard and fast rules for themselves without really knowing what the activity entails. Like, it's possible that she just hears about butt sex and is like, nope, automatically, because she can't imagine it. She knows nothing about it and how, like, you know, it works, whatever. It's going to be painful. That's an exit hole only, all of that stuff. And to really, what I would suggest to this woman, if she were sitting here, is um, nobody's telling you you have to do anything you don't want to do. But ask yourself why you are so opposed um, mm-hmm. ha- especially having never tried it before. Like, is it- it's probably the poop factor. Yeah, yeah. The poop, the doo-doo. It's, it's true. Um, the and germs. And listen, that's legit. Like, that's, that's you know, it's going to happen. That's, that's what the butt is for, primarily. But, um, but there are lots of resources out there, and we'll talk about some in the future. We might even link to some here about how to approach anal sex in a not only a safe way, but taking things like the poop, like cleanliness, like getting started for the first time using lots of lube. Also enemas. Yeah. You clean that shit out. Get it out. But yeah, there's all that stuff. Because there is a way to do it properly. And a lot of times the reason why people have negative experiences with it is because the, the penis owner of the equation decided to just jab it in there without any like preparation or thought or whatever that's not the way to do it like it's a it's a very sensitive Mm. hole you don't want to just like i have a question around it then so what if it has nothing to do with the poop factor right but it's literally a more biblic thing we went to a christian website right Mm -hmm. so it's like sodomy is bad i've been taught that that the butt is not where you put a dick yeah so how do people go around that. Do you have any ideas around that? I mean, it's well, what's interesting is that um, sodomy generally is is because of like the gayness factor. Like it's two men going right. down. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but lots of of Christian girls, that's their loophole. If they don't want to quote lose their virginity by having a penis go into a vagina, and this is obviously for straight cisgender couples, if they don't want to lose their virginity, a lot of the time they will let their boyfriends put their penises into their butts so as not to lose their virginity. So it's a very interesting thing where one person's biblical no-no is another person's loophole so they can get away with having sex when they're not supposed to. But what I would say to that is, listen, again, nobody's telling you you have to do something you don't want to do. And if the way you want to practice your faith says this activity is off limits, that's fine. And all you need to do is be honest about that and communicate it. And if this woman's husband keeps asking, then that's him not being sensitive to her needs. And that's a whole other problem. Then you have a bigger conversation ahead of you because it's like, no, really, stop asking because this is now getting rude and insensitive. But that's the other thing, too, is, is um, I mean, this blog is called To Love, Honor, and Vacuum. It sounds very traditional, even though they're asking like very non-traditional questions, which is why I was reading it in the first place. I was like, oh, these women have genuine questions and concerns around this stuff. And they're clearly not afraid to bring it up in certain company. But like, so there, so there might be some issues around communication where they might not feel comfortable talking to their husband in that way. Mm-hmm. And and expressing like an like 
not an ultimatum, but like, you know, that, that okay, now you're being insensitive to my needs. Um, that's a hard thing for a lot of people to express. Yeah, especially when you're trying to obey your husband. Yeah. And vacuum. And vacuum your husband. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like a pervertible. That's, that's in an upcoming episode, for sure. <laughs> we need to talk about the, um, <laughs> the vacuum as a pervertible. So I think that's it. This is our pilot episode, so thank you so much for sticking through with us. Definitely. Um, and we would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Leather and Love. It's been brought to you by Incredible Girl the Series and Pominock Entertainment. We are your hostesses with the mostesses, <laughs> Miss Teresa and Miss Aurora. You can shoot us an email with your thoughts and ideas about the show at incrediblegirlseries at gmail.com, and you can find us at IG underscore series and at our website, igseries.com. Uh, IG underscore series is our handle at both Instagram and Twitter. So you can find us on all the socials at that handle. And um, if you want to find out more about Pominock Entertainment, you can go to pominockentertainment.com. That's P-O-M-O-N-O-K. Or you can find Pominock uh, on all socials at Team Pominock. And all of this information will be in the show notes wherever you're finding this podcast. Toodles. <laughs>